up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. When did the, um, the term crazy cat lady become a thing? I'm not sure what year. Is that recent? It's, it feel I feel like, like it's just always been a thing. The crazy cat lady. That's yeah. how they call people. Or they, they also say the lonely cat lady. Oh. And also like guys who like cats kind of get shunned. Definitely. Richie Favalero oh, comes on right after office. He's our resident cat owner mm-hmm. here at Shum. Very cool dude. He loves his cat. The bits. Um, I feel but- like cats are kind of, it's kind of changing though. A lot more guys I know are getting cats because they're just such low-maintenance pets. I actually like cats better than dogs. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't own one because I'm I'm allergic. Hairless cat? Yeah, I uh, am. Like (laughs) rat cat? (laughs) I'm not sure about that. Uh, But according to what we're reading here, there's a poll that says, in your dating profile, if you have... What? Wasn't it dogs the other day? Remember they said this about dogs? I feel like they just repurposed the article and switched it to cats. Okay, I'll, I'll continue. They say if you have a cat in your profile, you are al- almost 40% more likely to find a match on a social media or dating profile if you have a cat in there. And, and they didn't just pool people that liked cats. People that like were indifferent on cats still said they were into it. I think it's just seeing somebody with an animal, you kind of just go, oh, people- they know how to keep a thing alive. <laughs> What a quality. I'll put a plant in the background. <laughs> Are you a cat person, producer Simone? No, dog person. You're a dog person. I do like cats, but I don't own one. Yeah. Uh, something about cats. They say people who uh, uh, have cats in their profile appear to be more sincere. Uh, they do seem to have a capacity for taking care of people, life skills, and also honesty. Cats. Oh. Uh, cats portray honesty somehow. Funny enough, because they're so sneaky. I don't know what's. Yeah, I need to think about that. I need to think of the guys I know that have cats and see how honest they are. Yeah. Um, Also, forty percent of cat owners polled that they'd be willing to date someone even if they didn't like cats. They'd still be willing to date the person if they didn't like cats as well. So, cats. Whereas dog owners, if you don't like dogs, they're done with you. I feel like people who are kind of like, eh, about pets, as soon as you actually spend some time, I've never had anyone meet my dogs and be like, no, still hate them. How Usually many, they fall in love. How many dogs? I'm down to one now. RIP to my pug. Oh, It's so like sorry. one year this t- like, today? Anyway, yeah, no. Gosh, it's, 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 no, it's okay. He okay. lived a great life. He was a wonderful pug. It was his time. Okay. But definitely I've, I've met people or dated people that are kind of like, yeah, I like dogs, but I'm not like you, Blake. And then they spend two minutes with my dogs and they're obsessed. What's the dog's temperament? Uh, the one I have right now, he is like a Velcro dog. He just wants to follow me around. If he could like get inside my skin, he probably would. He's really? attached to me. Is he barky? Like is he When if people first come over, he will, and then he calms down, and then you forget he's there. He just wants to like be stuck to you. Okay. Because I think sometimes the people are off put by the pets when you know you come into the house and they start barking at you or the cat yes. starts like kind of they're they're a little unpredictable looking. And I know a lot of pet owners, and this is a big conversation, let their pets sleep in their bed, whether it's a cat or a dog. And if you're not a big animal lover, that can be a thing. We're live, by the way. If you, you want to just reveal anything, you know. <laughs> my dogs definitely sleep in my bed. Are you kidding? Ooh. <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, that's a topic for another day. <laughs> uh, but I mean, that is a polarizing thing. Some people really, really don't like that. I like uh, animals in a in a dating profile. I'm here for it, except the fish. That is an automatic swipe, whichever way, whichever app you're on is no thank you. Okay, now we can't be friends. Oh, because you I'm have a, a like a fish picture? I don't have any fish, but I'm a big water guy. Like I love fish. Like if I had a fish thing, it would probably be in the back. But you'd be but... standing there with your fishing rod and oh, like no, no, a no, no, huge. No, 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 no. 
Not that. Yeah, those are what I'm talking about. The guys with those big, I don't know, sturgeons or whatever fish they are. <laughs> the Bass Pro Shop. Sh- yes. Shot. I'm good on that. Thank you. Okay. Well, uh, if you're dating right now, let us know. Is your cat in your dating profile? And if it is, um, are you still single? Turn up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. Pet owners, I, I, you're going to find these very interesting. I often wonder why they do these polls in the first place. But like, you gotta you gotta spend money to do this stuff, you know. Um, the questions are interesting. These are the biggest deal breakers for people who own cats. Meaning, if you own a cat, these are the things that will make them so. No, we can't date. Are you ready for this list? Okay. Cat owners don't want to be with anyone. Number one, if they openly hate cats, that that makes sense. Fair. Yeah. Number two, if they're allergic to cats, that makes sense. Number okay. three, if they live more than an hour away from you. Cat owners won't date you. Really? But cats, you can you can like leave cats alone overnight for like a weekend. A dog, you couldn't do that. Yeah, I I think this may speak to the type of person that likes a cat mm. doesn't want to travel an hour. Um, number four, no, excuse me, number five. If uh if you own a dog, a cat owner thirty four percent less likely to date you. Yeah, that's that's hard to bring those animals together sometimes. Cat owners are uh they're partisan, meaning if if they if they realize that you are with a different political party or affiliation, they won't date you. Okay. Cat owners are actually more partisan than dog owners. That is a bizarre little fact. This is what I'm saying. Like, I don't know why you Whose job was this to pull this? If you don't own any books, cat owners will not date you. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, if you have bad spelling in your text messages, <laughs> cat owners are not into you. That's the list. Cat owners and Blake Carter. Pretty particular. Yeah, <laughs> spelling a bad thing for you? It was like a. It's just when it's like an obvious one. And then and like sometimes there's a slip up, but then when they keep spelling that word that way, and you're like, oh no, honey, you think you spelled like that? All right, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when pet owners get together, do the pets become like the children of the relationship, or are they just still the pets? <laughs> Definitely the children. Yeah. Definitely the children. Yeah, have you ever had a custody dis- dispute? Um, you know what's really happened? I find when at the end of a relationship, guys fall in love with my dogs, and I've even adopted a dog with somebody, and they're always like, I'm going to stick around, and they tr- we try to do like joint custody, and then they always like fall off. Yeah, because um, a couple months ago, we talked about the fact that on the rise right now with lawyers, they're having to do custody battles Definitely. with the pets. Oh, my gosh. If someone tried to take my pets away from me, no. No, it would be a fight. Yeah, so um, step lightly as you uh, click on the social media dating sites. Uh, pets come with a lot of love, but they also come with a lot of issues, apparently, as well. Turn up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. I might just save your relationship right now. All right? <laughs> or end it. Uh, good call. Um, you should write down this name right now. Um, if you're looking for some tips on how to save your relationship. I've actually read a lot of this guy's work. His name is Dr. John Gottman. G-O-T-T-M-A-N. And um, he has founded what they call the Gottman Institute, which is like a research-based approach to making relationships stronger. So it's not like, hey, you need to buy her more gifts and stuff like that. It's like, according to research, this is how you create a stronger bond with a person. Okay. Interesting. It's really good stuff. 
Um, and it's the subject of many couples therapy sessions. And he even has like a whole school, like the Gottman School. Like if you're trying to get your relationship onto the right track, there's a whole like book and like this, all this really good stuff. So I highly recommend it. But John Gottman, the doctor, has released four signs that you are headed for a breakup according to his research. So this is not just some theory. This is like after tons and tons of looking at couples and figuring out what broke the couples up, he found four different things that are like hit the the nail on the head every time. If you're listening and started to automatically feel anxious listening to this. Yeah, I know. Your relationship's probably getting pretty Well, one of these, a lot of people, you'll, you'll recognize them. Number one, toxic criticism. If you're in a relationship with somebody who's always criticizing you and it's not building you up, it's always making you feel bad about yourself. It's toxic. Why would you want that? You don't want it, actually. That's why it makes you feel the way you feel. What you need to do is leave. Get out. Break up. And if you don't break up, that person's actually probably going to break up with you anyway because they don't like you. I mean, I know, right? Straight to the point. It it feels weird saying it, but that's what it's about. Like, you know what? You don't toxic. Well, they probably don't like themselves and they're taking it out on you. And you don't deserve that, so... You should exit. Very good call. Um, The next sign of four is defensiveness. Anytime you bring up something to the person, they get super defensive, and they're not able to kind of step back and just at least hear you out. Some people don't want to be told about themselves. I know. Ever. I'm one of them. (laughs) I'm working on it. I want to be told about myself. I'm perfect. So I thought. Um, But yeah, defensiveness is not a good sign. It means that the person's not receptive to anything that you tell them. And then, like, what kind of relationship is that? You can't be with someone like that long term. Like, you have to be able to have conversations about hard things and work on it. That brings us to the next one, the third sign that you're headed for a breakup. Stonewalling. Stonewalling is a term for when if you don't like what's being said, you turn off and you decide that I'm not saying anything. Mm. Silent treatment. Is everything okay? Yep. Are you, are you sure? Are we good? Yep, I'm good. Oh, I hate that. Ooh, I, I that, that I just I just got I felt like anger in my belly. Yeah. That especially because I'm a very I'm very big on energy and I pick up on stuff right away. So there's nothing that makes me more angry than when someone's trying to tell me they're okay. There's nothing wrong, and I'm like I can feel your blood boiling. And my makes, blood is boiling now. It makes the temperature in the house really cold. Mm-hmm. And it makes yes. everything very awkward. Yes. Stonewalling. Um, the fourth sign that you're heading for a breakup, and this one is uh, one of the best, best worst if you call it that. Um, contempt. Contempt is when inside, in your heart, in your gut, you have a feeling about this person that is just not good. Mm. And you start kind of making it fester and it festers and it festers. And all of a sudden, you've got this deep, like, ill, negative feeling about Resentment towards resent- them. Yeah. And it actually starts to come out in how you interact with the person. And sometimes you, you can't go back. Like, once you've seen a side of someone, yeah. you want it. You want to go back to that honeymoon phase or those good memories, but you, you just can't. Yeah. So here are those four uh, signs that you're headed for a breakup. Uh, toxic criticism, defensiveness, stonewalling, and contempt. Write those down, and you should probably let that person get away. Turn up Marilyn Dennison Jamar podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Shum 1045. Marilyn's nursing a cough this morning. The cough that I call can cough. Everyone has Everyone it. Everyone has it. If you don't have it, someone in your house has it. But it is what it is. Um, let me tell you something that happened when I was in university that might <laughs> date me a bit, but check this out. There was a list called the jerk list. Ooh. And a bunch of girls. Made a, they passed around a list of names of guys on campus, and then they emailed it through the campus email 
around to all the student body, and then people photocopied it. And you know those like <laughs> those uh, those staple boards that are yeah, they posted campuses? it. Yeah, they posted it all over, and that was their way of showing people. A, who was a jerk, and who was dating other people, who was, like, two-timing. And you made that list. I did not make the list. Oh, I thought, I thought that was the story. That is not the story. Are I, you sure? I, I was not cool enough to make the oh, list okay. in college. And not that it was a cool thing, but it was, like, you know, the basketball players. Like, mm-hmm. the one I went to Maryland. It was, like, the Juan Dixons, who, who feel, still is pretty uh, in hot water these days, if you watch uh, Housewives. Yes. Yeah, oh, my goodness. I, th- I think he was on the list at one point. I love that reference, Juan Dixon. That was good. Yeah, he was on the list. I, well, I'm not surprised. Okay, he what? just got caught again recently. So, yeah, I know. Uh, well, now I guess in 2023 we don't need to like print it and post it on a on a telephone pole. You can just make a Facebook group. Okay, there's one right now called "Are We Dating the Same Guy?" And honestly, I'm not a fan of this because essentially you're just shaming people. So, "Are We Dating the Same Guy?" is a Facebook group where women can go and share terrible guys they've dated. Also, because it does happen where you know a guy's dating a few different girls and and i've had it happen with friends where you're having a conversation and you realize we're actually dating the same guy yeah it does happen this is not something out of a lifetime movie it really does happen so essentially this is started to kind of help other women out so they don't end up with some of these like greasier guys i understand but for me like what's the the vetting process because you know a scorned lover can just go write anything they want yeah and say they that you cheated or you did this or you did that well is there proof and so if you end up on this page and people are just on there shaming you and trashing you. And you can't defend yourself. That's what, that's what I don't I mean, like. there, there are a lot of people with issues. I tend to date them. And um, <laughs> I, I, I dated somebody. And, and there's a lot of also situations where people have not really defined that they're exclusive. Mm-hmm. And then someone decides just because they know that you're still dating and that you guys aren't exclusive, they get really uh, upset by that. Definitely. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I, uh, I, I feel like this should just stay in the group chats with your friends. <laughs> Like trash, trash the men in there, maybe, but publicly. And also, I also think it's funny because women, you know, we don't listen. (laughs) It doesn't matter how many people tell you that guy is terrible. Stay away from him. He's known for this. He's known for that. We still date them. I'm glad you said that. You're not going to take the advice from this page anyway. Well, there it is. Are we dating the same guy? Facebook group exclusive to Toronto. 21,000 people in it. What? Almost 22,000 now. Are there any uh, notables on there? I didn't join it. Should I join it? Should I infiltrate the group? Don't join it. You're feeding. The I beast. find all the guys I'm dating on there. <laughs> You're feeding the beast if you do that. But uh, I mean, good help. I'm sure there are a bunch of people on there who've actually uh, dodged some bullets because they saw someone on the list that they were getting ready to move forward with. You know, uh, tough decision to make. Uh, but it's uh, 2023. Very on brand for the time. <laughs> Turn up Marilyn Dennis and Jamar podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. I would love the uh, the community of parents listening to the show to finally put this to rest. We've got to get to the bottom of this now. And I've noticed this because now I have a four-year-old. We have a four-year-old and he's going to birthday parties. And he's getting birthday invitations. And he even had a birthday recently. And we followed the trend. The trend, everybody, is when you send out a birthday invitation to the class or to the, the friends, you say, no gifts. Aww. No gifts. And it's a very simple thing, and it should be very simple to follow. Only no one follows the Oh, role. really? Blake. I, got, I felt bad for the kids, but I kind of get it. Well, there's a bunch of reasons, and, I, and this is why I want, I want, uh, I have so many questions. One of the questions I have for parents is, 
Why do you put no gifts on an invitation? I'll tell you why we put gifts, no gifts on the invitation. Because there's too much stuff in the yes, house. Exactly. Every month we're going to Value City or whatever it is and dropping up bags of toys. It's like no more toys. The kid doesn't need any more toys. And we only have one. I could imagine the parents that have two, three, yes. four. For all these children. They don't need any more toys. So that's one reason. Another reason is you want to be a little more environmentally friendly. Okay. You know, why do we just don't need much stuff going to the, the trash and, you know, you can only donate, buy, or thrift so many toys until they're just junk. I think the other thing is that um, parents are trying to instill values in kids about, you know, being too consumptive, if that's a word. Do you, do you know what I mean? Ding, ding, ding. That is my, my niece and my nephew right now. I have What's a, a five-year-old what? niece and a two-year-old nephew. Yeah. And my, like, they're both insanely cute, as kids are, and they're very spoiled. And they don't appreciate it. Like it's it's at whether it's Ivy's birthday or at Christmas, it's just rip it open and next present, next present. You come to their house, what did you bring me? Because they've gotten so used to just being given things. So they don't appreciate it. And you have a, a birthday party with like 10 to 20 kids. Think about what, all the toys they come. What are they doing with all these toys? Where do you put that in your house? And yeah. the child doesn't appreciate it. Right. When they're that age at all. I know. I, I mean, I, I had to take it back a little bit too because I noticed with Kofi, I pick him up. And he'd be like, do you have a surprise for me? I'm like, when did we talk about surprises? <laughs> like, do you have a toy for me? Like, why do you think I just have toys? Automatically. So um, we're trying to, like, teach him that you don't always get things. You know, you can earn things. Um, we can gift you things when we're feeling like it's time for a special thing. But you don't just get things all the time. No, and I think it's obviously each parent's personal choice. But what you just said about parents not listening, that I don't like. Yeah, because this is what happens. You put no gifts on the party invitation. And inevitably, the parent comes in and they're like, I don't want to be the parent that didn't bring a gift. And then they bring a gift. So in trying to be nice, you're actually kind of not being nice, in my opinion. But I open it to the parent group, the group of people who are raising young people. Uh, give us a call at 416-870-1045. Why, when you put no gifts on the invitation, why do you want no gifts? Just you know, so we can all hear it. Because I don't think anyone's talking about this. And it's happening a lot. Every invitation that our son's getting, the invitation says no gifts. And no one is specifying why they don't want the gifts. So maybe if we hear it, we can understand it. All right? 416-870-1045. If you want to text in, you can text 104536. But we're talking about the no gift trend in kids' birthday parties. Turn up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. This is not a mystery to anyone as a parent. It is literally what's going on right now with every single child's birthday. They get the invitation. You read the invitation. You find the location. And then at the bottom, it says no gifts. Sometimes in bold, no gifts, please. Inevitably, you go to the birthday party. And there's boxes and bags of gifts. Mm -hmm. And then you just see the parents kind of sitting there grimacing like, I said no gifts. I would like everyone to share why you say no gifts. For me, we said no gifts because we just got too much stuff in the house. Not necessary. He had, I mean, he's an only child. He's going to be spoiled. We don't need help spoiling him. Yeah, there, there's actually a text, 104536, if you want to send a text. My daughter is 19 now, but she's an only child, first grandchild on both sides, so she needed nothing. We would invite the entire class and note a charity that my daughter chose for a donation instead of gifts. That's a great idea. I love that idea. At an early age, you're teaching a child that there's a way to uh, to benefit 
things or people or organizations yeah, it's like that if are in need. Your child loves animals. Maybe donate to a local rescue and like get them thinking about that if people want to bring something. That's great. Why else are people saying they requested no gifts? Um, a lot of people just the same thing. They they have too much stuff or they know it's really hard times for people right now. That's a good Everyone's one. Everyone's struggling. That's so it's just easier can Not you imagine be being the family, getting the birthday invitation, and you're going through financial difficulties, and you just go, how am I going to swing this? I don't want to be the parent at the at the party without a gift. Like, it's going to look away. Um, it doesn't have to be that way. But I think the parents that bring the gift, even though you say no gift, ruin it. We're trying to start a movement, guys. What are you doing? Um, anyway, uh, Gurdeep on the line. Gurdeep, thank you for calling. Hi, good morning. Good morning. When you put no gifts on the invitation, what did you mean by that? So I I don't do it because I just feel awkward mm-hmm. um, about saying no gifts because in my culture no gifts means no box gifts it means money. Oh. And I just feel odd about asking for money. Um, I mean I'm I'll obviously spending all this money to have this birthday party at a facility. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't not want the money. I don't want the gift. Can you share with us the culture? What culture is this? I'm, in, I'm from uh, South Asian. I'm Indian. Okay, so specific- um, so I know a lot of like you know in in what that that's what it means like you know at weddings etc. So you don't show up with a car because you have to be explicitly told. Um, but in for like in terms of this generation of parents who are hosting parties for their kids, um, we have a more to give I guess than our parents' generation or first you know immigrants. Mm-hmm. Um, and. So I, I just feel like there's a sense of entitlement with a lot of the kids that I'm raising these days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they don't need things. We have everything they want, we get, or even without them asking. So um, when I say put no, I put no gifts. I didn't really say no gifts. I worded it in a way that you know my daughter has so many toys, and she's really excited that after three years that she can invite her whole class and have this and it's party. A, and the party is about the people and not about the things. That's a, that's and I literally said that about her friends, that for her friends to be there, for her to be outside of, like, the school, you know, realm and enjoy at this at this place that we had booked. Um, Clearly, and- like, so many values being instilled in there. Thank you so much, Gurdeep. <laughs> you see, like, this is what I'm trying to say. The parents that think that they're actually trying to be the nicer parent by saying, no, I'll bring a gift still. You're messing up what no. we're trying to do here. We're trying to do some really deep nurturing. We, we have this molding. problem with my mom. What does she we're do? trying, she just keeps buying the grandkids gifts. And yeah. my sister, my sister's house is overflowing. The kids are not understanding or appreciating these toys. And so every time grandma shows up, what did you bring me? And we keep saying, mom, stop. Like, you're making it worse. And she can't stop, won't stop. She's retired. She loves her Amazon shopping. And it's nonstop. And I even want to point out, even Gurdeep said in their culture, when you say no gifts, you mean money. But there's still a lesson there, too. If you give a child money, you could actually teach them about value, about currency, about saving. Give them money towards their college fund or something like that. All of that. All of that. All right. So, uh. I don't know. Something to think about as you're looking around in those toy stores. Disobeying the invitation. My kid is on his third tablet right now. Excuse me? I know. I can't even believe it. I don't even have one. I I had one Game Boy, and God forbid if I lost it. (laughs) <laughs> There's no way. Because every time he loses, what am I going to do? Not get no, him No, you got to get him another one. Yeah, no, oh. so, so guess what? No more gifts. That's it. Anyway, something to think about for the parents. 
Turn up Marilyn Dennis and Jamar podcast. They'll get you feeling good. Chum 1045. Can you imagine bringing a gift to Rihanna's child's birthday party? <laughs> what would you even get Rihanna's child? Hi, billionaire's child. I brought you this Play Doh. Right? <laughs> like, what are you doing? That is pressure. Going you to a celebrity's it. kid's birthday. Oh my gosh. I don't need any gifts. I just did a quick Google search of no gifts, children's birthday parties. And funny enough, Lauren Conrad, you remember her? Yeah, of course. From the OC? Yeah, definitely. Lauren has a blog, and this is actually a blog post that she said, what if the invitation says no gifts? Is it really okay to show up empty-handed? She goes on and on and on, but she says, quote, no gifts. They 100% do not expect anyone to bring a gift. In fact, they would be happy if you were attentive to their request. Uh, whether it's an issue of limited storage space, teaching the children values over things, or any other reasoning. It's never a bad idea to respect the parents' wishes, and even if you feel compelled to do so, bring something homemade like a baby, a beaded necklace or something personal that you made for the <laughs> child. But I feel uh, like there's parents like, no, no, we don't want any more beaded necklaces or bracelets. <laughs> Nothing, people. I was thinking the same thing. I love I love this text here because uh, I feel like this child is a young me. Uh, 104536 if you want to text. Hey, Jamar, my daughter's birthday is early January, so from an early age we tried to teach her uh, time is more important. And she's always asked for no gifts because she's had enough. She's realized that the gifts she gets from friends aren't great quality anyway and not what she really wants. So she'd rather get something like she wants so she's like i don't need i don't need yo texas can i borrow your child <laughs> that's kid... how i feel i'm like i just i'm okay i'll buy my own things for myself my kid wants all the junk right i love this a uh, few people text in with this uh whether it's a tenor party or a fiver party okay so basically you only bring a five dollar bill in the card oh okay that's so then cool. the, and the child gets to you know stack up all the five dollar bills and then go buy one big gift with the five dollars or the tenors or whatever Counting. it is yeah that's good that's good and then we didn't even think about this and we're getting a lot of text now on this how about the loot bag sometimes the loot bags are so extravagant what's the loot bag again the goodie bag oh yeah the, the gift the you give back so like you bring these gifts for the kids and then you're like okay now we have a gift for you as you're leaving it's a trash swap that's what these for, parties pretty are much. Trash swap. Just, yeah give me your trash i'll take it it's too much and you're much. trying to also keep up with the Joneses with the loot bags because some families have more money and they can do these extravagant, like, big goodie bags. And yeah. then some, you know, they're like, here's a sucker, get out of my house. Right. And listen, I know I sound like I'm, uh, you know, raining on the party, but I just want you to think for a second. If you just exponentially work out all these gifts, all that wrapping paper, all these packages, all these toys that get thrown out over the it's so much trash. Mm-hmm. We are such a trashy culture. Like we threw, we were just like everything's disposable. Everything can be bought and thrown away. It's really too much. That's my perspective on it, at least. No, I agree with you on that as well. Yeah. But I'm definitely going to do at my adult parties because I don't have kids. Uh, the fiver or the tenor. I like that. Everyone coming to my house, slip me a twenty. Can we have a hunted party? Yeah. Right. A honey party. <laughs> I'm going to need to find new friends for that party. Okay. And what about the uh, the chum Christmas wish? That, that's Actually, you know what? There were a few texts saying that. Yeah. Ask for a toy and then donate it back to Christmas Wish. Good stuff. Turn up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. They'll get you feeling good. Chum 104.5. It's Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar's watch list. Hey. Whoa, watch it. I'm watching you. Chum 104.5. Uh, you listening to the show. I'm going to need your help with this this morning because I've been trying to figure this out. I've asked you similarly, Simone. And there's something about The Last of Us. I, I don't understand why I like it so much. Like, I was really in on um, The Walking Dead. 
And then yeah. when they killed off Glenn, I, I exited. Yeah. Space I was done. I, was I, done. I don't know why they did that, but they kept Carl for so long. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't, I don't know. I, I was done after the Glenn thing. But anyway, I, I went into The Last of Us thinking, all right, another zombie apocalypse movie. It's got to be the same as Walking Dead. It's just, you know, whatever, whatever. But it's different, and I don't know why. There's something about how they do it that's just different, and I love it. How, how many episodes in is it? Uh, we're like five now. Yeah, five, five? episodes in. Okay, I'm saving one. it. You're going to binge it? Yeah, you know you know the shows that they require like more of your attention. They require good food, yeah. like a full day. So, yeah, I'm saving This is it. one of those shows. Um, the last episode I watched was incredible. I mean, number one, the zombies are different because it has this whole like fungus thing that's propensating or whatever, creating the zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. It's not a virus. And the, the fungus grows in the zombies. It's disgusting. It's the nastiest thing I've ever seen. It's, it, But I love it. Are they fast zombies or slow they zombies? They are super fast. Oh, see, the fast... Uh, I'm not a video game person. Yeah. I, I despise them, especially watching other people play video games. Really? But I remember an ex playing Last of Us, and it was the only video game that I could sit and watch because yeah. it was so interesting. So if I liked the video game... I think I'm going to be obsessed with the show. Yeah, the show's great. The show's great. So that's what's on my watch list. And if you could text us at 104.536, what makes it so different? I haven't really put my finger on it yet, but I, what do you think, Simone, makes the show so different? Uh, for me, what makes it so different from The Walking Dead is they're on an adventure. It's not Walking Dead, I found. They were always looking for a safe place where yeah. Last of Us, they're not looking for a safe place. There's an objective. They got to get somewhere. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. All right. But I, I'm loving it. I'm loving the show. So and that's... how scary, like scary level? It's freaky. Like, can I watch by myself? Uh, you can, but you gotta freak yourself out. Oh man! Yeah, I mean, watch by yourself with caution. <laughs> it's pretty scary, but it's great. Good storytelling. That's on my watch list. What's on your list? Oh my goodness! I watch. I watch a lot of random reality shows, and I tend to save the shows like The Last of Us for the weekend. So I did start White Lotus finally this week, Welcome. and I'm I'm like, this is too good. I've got to save it for the weekend. Yeah. So I'm two episodes into White Lotus, but I've been doing a lot of Bling Empire, New York, which ah, is the new one. Okay. So original Bling Empire is basically super crazy rich Asian 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 American families, okay. kids whose uh, parents are you know they've owned this and this and this for hundreds of years. Like that money is never running out. It sounds okay. like a rage watch. Like it's you watch, you're like, ah, yeah, it's insane. So now they started this one. The first one was in the LA. This other one's in New York. Okay. And they, they just you know fight with each other and spend their parents' money. I like watching the cars that these these folks drive. Just like with custom interiors and like all the rims. Everything. They're all the their New York apartments. Their yeah. outfits. The trips they take. I, know. I, I do love to watch that and cry. <laughs> Okay, well, that's on our list. Simone, anything on your list this week for uh, watching? Uh, so there's a brand new season, final season, of uh, Star Trek Picard. Okay. <laughs> you can catch it on CTV Sci-Fi or it's on Crave already. Uh, first episode dropped last night. I cannot wait to watch this. This is Patrick Stewart's probably final time as Captain Picard. Yes, I know I'm dirting out. But <laughs> that's on my watch list for this weekend. I feel like when I was growing up, they made us make a choice, whether you were Star Wars or Star Trek, and I went Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about Star Trek. I, I missed all of it, so like... It's worth getting into. Is it really? Yeah. Uh, not doing it. <laughs> Highly recommend it. You'll love it. Not gonna do it. May the force be with me. Not with you. Turn up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. It'll get you feeling good. From 104.5. Essentially, we're all big kids trying to live out our kid dreams now that we're adults and we have control of this, our lives. This is true. Right? Uh, G-Eazy, uh, Shoney, what was, was so the show? So I've been, I've been going down an architectural digest rabbit hole on YouTube, okay? So they do these, like, uh, 
AD open door where they go into celebrities' houses. And I was watching, like, Sarah Paulson had one with her mini Malibu beach house, and then they start showing, suggesting other celebrities, like Demi Lovato. I watched Travis Barker and Courtney Kardashian's this, house last night. This feels to me like Cribs. Is yeah, it, it, is, like it cribs? is. It's pretty much like an elevated Cribs, elevated I guess. Cribs. And, and it's a little faster. They're like 11 minutes or whatever. But uh, I watched one from 2021 with g Easy. And I was like, okay, cool. I want to see what his house is like. But he mentioned something during the house tour. And I'm like, yes, you know what? Damn right. I would, I, I'm grown up now. I make my money. I would definitely do this. It's actually one of my favorite rooms in the house. When I'm here alone, sometimes I'll crash in this room. Sometimes I'll sleep on my couch. Sometimes I'll sleep in the downstairs guest room. That's kind of like me being a big kid, you know, and... In, in my home and having it all to myself and being able to do what I want. He sleeps in all the rooms. In all the rooms. Whatever, because he, he was showing off the spare bedroom. And he's like, it's one of my favorite rooms, actually, because, you know, he showed the main bedroom. And he's like, I, it's my house. I paid for it. I'm going to sleep wherever I want to. Yeah. This is like this reminds me of when you were a kid and you know, your parents find you passed out in the living room. Get yes. Out, go to your bed. Yeah. Oh, you're passed out in, in, the, uh, in the den. Go to bed. And, and when you when you have, like, a big mansion like that as a celebrity, like, make use of all those rooms. So he sleeps in all the rooms. All the rooms. Funny. Because he can. Uh, the question for you is, what are you doing now that you weren't able to do as a kid, but because you're an adult, you're going all in on it? I remember when I was a kid, it used to frustrate me walking around the, the supermarket, my mother, and I'd be, you know, walking past the Cinnamon Toast Crunch, the Tricks, mm. walking past the Lucky Charms. And then she'd stop on the shredded wheat or the <laughs> raisin bread. <laughs> and she'd throw those into the cart. I'm like, no. What's up with some Count Chocula? So now I buy whatever cereal I want. Really? Yeah, that, and I do it very intentionally. I'm like, I'm buying that cereal because I want that cereal and because they're my groceries. I am a big man and I can eat Lucky Charms if I want to. It, yeah, exactly. Right? I don't. I, I have something similar at my home uh, growing up. We were never allowed to eat in front of the TV. We had to eat at the table, TV off. There's a reason why? Um, my, my, my dad just liked rules, okay? Uh, there was really no rhyme or reason. It was uh, because I said so okay. in that household, okay? So when I moved out, the first thing I started doing was eating on my couch. <laughs> now I can't stop, won't stop. It's almost a problem. Like, I find it difficult to even eat. When there's no TV in front of me, this thing I'm so a, used to it. This thing, a lot of people uh, in the younger generations don't even eat at the table anymore. They're saying like dinner around the table with. I don't know any of my friends that eat at a table, this is and most of us can't afford a place big enough to fit a table. But <laughs> even if I could, I haven't. And this is like where I get really nerdy. I have an eating tray. You have an eating tray. <laughs> Producer Simone knows what's up with the eating tray. Wait, you have an eating tray too? Of course. What's the eating tray for? Well, they're they're actually like supposed to be laptop trays, right? Yeah. A little beanbag thing with like the heart. So it's a beanbag on the bottom and then a flat surface on the top. <laughs> so you can work at like it's like you can sit on your couch and work. But I just eat off it. This yeah, sounds solid like, surface. It sounds very eighties to me because you know back in the eighties they used to like a tray. Yeah, yeah, I used to have those, but now <laughs> the the beanbag ones are much more comfortable, and they also come in all different like colors and patterns and stuff. So I I kind of have. Does it have a little slot you can put your tablet in? Also, it has a cup holder. Yeah, and some of them do have that, <laughs> and it's them. like an honor if you come to my house and I give you your own eating tray. <laughs> okay, well, question: She's eating in front of the television. I'm buying all the cereals. What are you doing now that you're an adult that you weren't able to do when you were a kid? Texas at one zero four five three six. Turn up Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar Podcast They'll get you feeling good Shem 104.5 Some deep psychology at work here I mean, you'd be surprised how many things you do now That are literally in protest of your childhood Yes Like when I think about it My mom, you know, Jamaican parents They 
grew, grew up with all that colonial bull crap and like wanted you to be all proper and stuff. Mm -hmm. So she always had us in like college shirts and like I went to a prep school where they had us wearing blazers and stuff like oh, that. He must look so cute though. Well, guess <laughs> the what? A little blazer. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I dare you on my social media to find a picture of me in a collared shirt. Oh. You'll never see it. I will take that challenge. I'm going to go. Look. I mean, outside of a suit yes, for like an when event. You have to. Like, if, if I'm just chilling, like, like just regular clothing, you'll never see me in a collared shirt. And I think that's in protest of like what my, my parents wanted. Yeah, it is. Now that I'm out, I'm never wearing a collar. There are so many little <laughs> things that we do that we don't even realize. Well, now we're realizing it. Right. Uh, 104536, if you wanted to text in things that you do now that maybe you couldn't do as a kid. I eat dessert first if I want to. That was like the first text that came through. So they start the meal with the dessert? Yeah. That would have been forbidden for Oh, my God. Like, Most households. Like, every household. Can you imagine starting with the chocolate cake, then the meal? Well, you're an adult now. You can do that and ruin your, your appetite if you want to. <laughs> okay. I bought a dog because, as a kid, my parents were really against it. A lot of people I know do that. Uh, someone says, I buy toys for my young son that I was never allowed to have. I love this. I go to bed at any time I want. <laughs> yeah. And sleeping in. That for me was huge. My my dad was just very just, you know, liked his rules, like things like that. And he would just guilt you. Like weekends, it was like, wake up, time to start doing chores. Here's a list of things you need to get done. And so that I almost feel a little guilty still when I sleep in. Really? Like there's a moment and like I'll wake up at like a, like a regular, I'd say like eight or nine on a weekend, and I'm like, I have nothing to do today. No. I can go back to sleep. Girl, you need to do some more uh, more morning radio. Right? I feel no <laughs> guilt sleeping in. Like, I'm going to lay in this bed. I like this text. My dad liked rules, too. We weren't allowed to watch TV in the mornings before school, so now I always turn the TV on before I go to work, even if I don't have time to watch it. <laughs> turn the TV on. Really? You see, a lot of, this is what we're doing. We're taking control of the things that we had no control over. Exactly. Children. Um... Give me one more. Anyone else saying anything in this? Um, I'm able to buy whatever animal I want to without having to explain why. This includes bearded dragons, snakes, and geckos. Okay, you've got a little reptile zoo All these over there. Testing children, adults. Uh, Producer Simone, what are you doing now as an adult? Now that you uh, you don't have to listen to your parents. So the, uh, I actually bought a white, white couch because my parents would never let me sit on their white couch. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But now I'm regretting it. I, there was a reason why. Because white couch is too much maintenance. Yeah, they get dirty really quickly. But I respect it. I respect their choice. Yeah, you know what? Come to think of it, I'm going to put plastic on my couch in my living room, and then I'm going to go sit on it. I'm going to oh, sit on that plastic couch. couch. <laughs> Mom, <laughs> take that. And then I'm going to eat off of the china out of the break front. Mom? Dessert first. <laughs> Dessert first. Exactly. All right. Here's to protesting against our parents. Cheers with our coffees. Turn up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. It'll get you feeling good. From 104.5. Oh, all these memories are coming back now. When I was a kid and my mom used to pack a lunch for me, you know, once again, Jamaican parents, my mom would pack like rice and peas and chicken, mm. curry, goat, and white rice. Well, yeah, you go to school. You wanted kids. Lunchables. I mean, you go to school. You just wanted American Lunchables. kids, like, they're like, what's that? I'm just like, oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving it. But they're just looking at it like, what is oh it? Oh, my gosh, I would have loved that. Now when I make my lunches, I'm making the biggest sandwiches. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just, like, making these three-foot-tall roast beef sandwiches and stuff like that. And maybe it's in protest. I don't know.
That's what we all do, though. According to uh, what G. Easy said, he's now just living in different parts of his house, sleeping in his living room, sleeping in his kitchen, sleeping in everywhere. Because he can do what he wants. Because he wasn't able to when he was a kid. What are you doing? He bought his house and he can sleep where he damn well wants to. You do the same. What are you doing now? That you weren't able to do when you were a kid, but you do it now because you're an adult. Funny you were talking about sandwiches, because on text at 104536, if you want to text us, when having a sandwich at home, it had to be thin layer of egg salad or just one piece of meat. <laughs> now I put on as much as I want to. <laughs> Policing your sandwich, making that sound right, like something my right. family would do. Uh, hey, Daniela here. My boyfriend always wants to eat in bed because he was never allowed to as a kid. I don't think anyone was allowed to eat in bed. Despite me hating it, but hey, my opinion doesn't matter. Oh, I, think, I think we're I think we're starting a fight this morning. <laughs> Very. Um, playing music as loud as I want to. There's nothing better than doing my housework while blasting soca music. I hear you on that. Uh, my parents kept us from doing a lot of things as a kid and as a teen. Um, but now I make a point of not saying to my kids no because I said so. And that was something my dad always said. I caught myself almost saying that the other day, and I had to stop. That one's really annoying when parents say it. And I th I've heard like some child psychologists and stuff now, they say like you should try to explain things to children, like why they can't do that and not just the shut them down, no. Can you imagine we came, we are a generation of kids that they never explained anything to us. It was like, no, because I said so. And Don't that was it, that. And, we, and we took it. We're like, oh, no, okay. Yeah, it's like, that's it. And then you couldn't pick up a phone and text your friends, can you believe my mom said this? There was no text. No, not at all. You sit in your room and look at the posters of Michael Jackson and go, why did they treat me like this? Yeah. Oh, this one hits me too. And someone texts, I wasn't able to take long showers when I lived at home because I would run up the water bill. So, or so my parents said. So now that I have my own house, I take the longest, hottest showers and I enjoy every second of it. I think that's going to resonate with a lot of people. Like, remember your mom and dad. You're going to run out the yep. hot water. Yep. You don't run out the and I still, when I go home to visit my parents, yeah. I'm very conscious of how long I'm in the shower because yeah. I know they're like they're like timing me. Yeah. I take the fastest showers I can possibly take. As a grown adult, I do that at their house. And this is cute. Me and my boyfriend, we play video games at all hours, even late nights, because we both weren't allowed to stay up late and play when we were growing up. That is Solidarity. So funny. <laughs> That's why we have this gamer generation. Yes. This gamer generation is the kids that were getting like the Nintendo unplugged. No more Super Mario, click. Yes, oh my gosh, my dad would always unplug like the modem or even unplug our phone, just to, like cut us off. Unplug the modem. Yes. Oh my God, my heart <laughs> skipped the beat when you said that. Are you on that internet again? Yep, Done. at a certain time it was unplugged. And now I'm using all the data. Right? Wow, very interesting. Okay, that's what we're doing. Turn up Marilyn Dennison Jamar podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Shum 1045. Shout out to all the adults who are kids at heart. All right. Uh, one of the funniest texts. <laughs> texts. Uh, now I speak incorrect because I'm an adult. <laughs> uh, one of the funniest texts that we got was I eat and go swimming without waiting three hours. <laughs> I want to see where in the rule book, like they said, that you need a mandatory three hours before you can go back into the pool. I don't think that rule even exists. It's a rule because they said so. I think the parent group just made it up. Yes. Okay, well, we're not doing that anymore. We're not going to take it. <laughs> no, we're going swimming. <laughs> okay. And we're going to eat jalebi for breakfast. Because we're adults now, right? Anyway. Totally. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. Chum 104.5. Podcast.